What's up, everyone? We're back. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to bowl season. Week one of bowl season. Let's go. Yippee. Uh, I'm Alex. Mr. Yippee is Xander. <laughs> Yippee. Hello. 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 Bull stragglers. Oh, oh, oh. Um, it's great thanks to be for, with you. Yeah. Great to be with you. Thanks for giving us a listen to talk about week one of bowl season in college football. Please remember to give our socials a follow or at least check us out if you would be so kind. On Twitter, we are at AxePix, AxePix, and on TikTok, we're on AxePix. We're at AxePix1. So we have been talking college football all season long from the preseason up until this point. We have gotten through the regular season. We now know who has won the Heisman. We now know who the playoff teams are, and we are getting into bowl season. How do you feel about all that, Xander? I feel great. Uh, I love this time of the year, um, especially with, uh, man, NFL being on New Year's Eve this year instead of two college footballs, bowls. Uh, it's just a, a truly great time to be betting our favorite sport, football. And uh, I'm very excited to get into some of these games. I know to the naked eye, uh, you know, a, a casual viewer, a lot of these games we're going to cover, especially on this pod itself, uh, they look stinky on the outside. But there's a lot of golden nuggets on the inside when you really look at them. Well, I certainly hope you're right because it would be okay. <laughs> It would be a lot of fun to watch some of these games and make some money while doing so. Um, I agree with you about this time being a wonderful time of the year. Is that a song? Is that a Christmas yes. song? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay. And uh, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree about the playoff games, how it's nice that they're on that that they're on New Year's Day on that Monday. I'm just I'm not thrilled about that because everyone has to go to work on Tuesday and I just don't love it. Oh, really? I've been seeing a lot of people getting Tuesday off, little 3-day work week to start the year. So, I'm sorry that you have to to suffer there. I mean, when I think about those two college football playoff games, I think about like being with some friends, cracking open some drinks, and just like, all right, here we go. But instead, I feel like I'm going to be gearing up for the new year, like sober on the couch watching those games, which, yeah. is, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine, I guess. Yeah, well, maybe your sober thoughts will have you uh, sobering up to the idea that Michigan can even hold a candle to Alabama and Nick Saban. Ha-ha. <laughs> Yeah, man, I've been thinking about that game. I do feel <laughs> slightly less confident in my Michigan pick. However, they're still going to win. Okay. Hey, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and most of them are stinky. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> hey, it's ever. I said everyone has one. So... Laying out the pod schedule, obviously we're recording, you know, 
this one right now. Um, what are we looking at in terms of kind of our bowl coverage? Yeah, we're just going to break it down by the week that we're releasing the pod. So today we will cover all of Saturday through Wednesday's games. I believe that gives us a total of eight bowl games. Uh, we just don't want to jump ahead. There's just way too much going on with the transfer era uh, and opting out. So not comfortable giving out lines two and a half weeks ahead of time uh, when they could definitely be shifting. Um, and there's just way too much to bet on anyway in between that time. So we're just gonna we're just gonna piece together week by week, and it also allows us to get little compact, forty-five to fifty-minute uh, pods as well. So we don't have to just unload a two and a half hour podcast at the beginning of bowl season. Beautiful. Um, are there any transfer portal updates or kind of injury uh, news in terms of uh, you know the bowl games that we're gonna cover today? Uh, today, no, but there has been quite a lot of transfer portal movement, uh, with commits, not just, uh, people announcing their transfer. Um, obviously yesterday, uh, we're recording on, uh, we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, yesterday, Riley Leonard committed to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty big. Uh, and then, uh, under the radar, Grayson McCall, Everyone knows this name from Central or Coastal Carolina. He committed to NC State, uh, so he's moving up uh, to a larger conference. Uh, and then Tyler Slaw, the Texas Tech quarterback, uh, they had an up and down season. He's going to take over for Plummer at Louisville. Plummer's just out of eligibility, hmm. uh, but yeah, he announced that Mac Johnson uh, is going to come in from Texas A&M to UNC. Uh, I believe today or last night, Tyler Van Dyke from Miami uh, committed to Wisconsin. Yep. That's an interesting one for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, it is an interesting one because I don't think Van Dyke is like horrific. However, if you're Wisconsin, you're like, you're like, you're hoping you can get someone better. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good uh, good stepping stone uh, because everyone's going to think of Wisconsin, the brand. But Fickle's going to want to build something like he had at uh, Cincinnati. Like he needs some athletes. They are not going to be your, you know, like power running back you uh, as he gets a full four-year recruiting class in. So I think getting a guy for one, two years is a good filler. Yeah, you're right, though. He's not going to be a fucking – he's not going to, like, compete for the Heisman or get Wisconsin in the Big Ten title by any means. I hear what you're saying, though. Fickle wants to build build it his way, and he would – you know, if he was on this podcast he and he was being truthful, he would probably say, you know, <laughs> give, give me until year three or year four, and we'll really be cooking. Yeah, yep. Uh, Kentucky landed a couple big names, uh, Brock Vandergriff. He's a five-star recruit from the 2019 or 2020 uh, class. No, 2021 class with Kyle McCord, uh, JJ McCarthy, uh, Caleb Williams. Yeah, That's where's good. where's where's he been? On the bench for who? Georgia for Georgia. Okay. Uh, and then Chip Trainum, Ohio State's running back. 
uh, formerly a linebacker at Arizona State, converted to running back at Ohio State. So both those guys land at Kentucky in the past couple days. Uh, and then probably the most shocking thing that I saw when I was browsing the tea leaves of the transfer portal is that somehow Graham Mertz is coming back to Florida next year. All right. <laughs> All right. The next Rocky Lombardi just somehow going to have a seven-year college career. Yeah, yeah, he'll finish he'll finish his career at FAU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not sh- – I would – if you could bet on that, I think uh, that would be a sharp, sharp bet. Yep. Uh, and then for any injuries, I'm going to cover them when we cover the Bulls. Uh, so, uh, but one other note, uh, obviously we're not covering this game. Looks like Ohio State is starting to get a lot of traction with starters committing to playing in the game. You got players like Jack Sawyer, uh, Denzel Burke, Emeka Abuka, all um, players that could be drafted if they declare, but they all committed to playing, as well as Travion Henderson, uh, obviously the elite running back. Uh, Devin Brown is no surprise. He was listed as a starter, but from a game that looked very suspect on on the effort that would be uh, exuded, uh, ha- happy to start seeing some of these players step up and and say, hey, we're going to show up and we're going to try and win this game. Yeah, you're going to make the trip to Dallas now? No, absolutely not. No? <laughs> no, traveling around that time of year for a $300 ticket to a game that means jack shit. <laughs> I'd rather just be at home watching it or at a bar. Yeah. Yeah, brother. At this point, I ain't traveling unless it's a Toledo is within driving distance. Same for Ohio State or Ohio State's in the national championship picture. So I, I got to imagine that you've heard about this. Um, just take the family part, take the family aspect of it, of it out. How crazy would it be if Nebraska landed Dylan Rayola? Yeah, that'd be pretty nuts. Um, obviously, today, I mean, that falls under transfer news. Uh, only a couple hours ago, uh, McCord pulled his name out of Nebraska contention. Really? No, lo- no longer considering them. Oh, wow. Uh, so that might be a little writing on the wall for what's to come. But, yeah. I mean, for, the, for those that don't know, Rayola is the number one quarterback prospect in the country coming out of high school and is seemingly his decision is between Georgia and Nebraska right now. Well, he's been committed to Georgia for months. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't signed on the dotted line though. And so he's taking a trip this weekend to Nebraska. Did you see this fucking crazy shit from a Georgia message board? Yes, on like the Reddit thread. I heard about it. Yeah. Basically, this guy goes into a Reddit thread, names like coming for dogs 420. No, that's oh, that one sounded terrible. Uh, just like go dogs 69 or something. <laughs> anyway, he's just like, uh, this is a this is an alert for anyone at the Hartfield Jackson Airport if you work there. Now, I know, uh, he goes. I know monkeying with commercial flights could be a slippery slope, but if anyone works for Delta, 
He's like, I see the last flight out of this airport to the state of Nebraska is at 220. If you ended up, if you were a pilot or flight attendant, you call out sick. If there's any way to get this uh, flight canceled, if you're a mechanic and possibly call for the plane to be fixed, he's like, let me know if there's any way that we could set this up. That's yeah, it's 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 fucking hilarious. This this guy obviously wants Rayola to stick with Georgia. I just don't see how this guy goes to Nebraska. I understand his uh I think it's his uncle who's the offensive line coach over there who just got a, a fat raise as well. Um, yeah, his dad played there. Okay, and his dad played there. It would just be quite the shock, in my opinion, if he goes to a team that's, you know, really just trying to you know, get back to like eight wins again uh, to turn down Georgia. But I, I guess mean, this is this is Dominic Raiola's son, right? Is it? I was. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's a pretty pretty uh, uncommon name. Uh huh. Yeah, this is his son. Oh my gosh! X line center Dominic Raiola. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did not know that. Pinnacle, oh wow, Pinnacle High School in Arizona. That was one of our rivals growing up. If I would have gone to Arizona or stayed where I grew up, Pinnacle High School. That's well, crazy. His dad did play for the Lions his whole career, so maybe they're just addicted to losing. <laughs> Unnecessary shot, dude. Unnecessary shot. Oops. Yeah. Oh, well, I have seen. Uh, I have seen some murmurs out there. That after uh, after Rule called out the boosters, he's like, "We're not going to compete if you guys aren't putting up, putting where your money is, putting money where your mouth is." And I heard I, I heard it called for like one to two million for a quarterback. Well, I heard they were able to pony up three million in the area of three million for someone like uh, Raiola. So that's just in the Twitter sphere. Uh, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, but I mean that. That fan base literally has no other like donors or anything to to put it towards. So it would be crazy that it it has always been crazy that Nebraska has never been good since the nineties. Because I mean they, it's like Kansas basketball out in the middle of nowhere. But I mean they just stay recruiting talent. It's it's a head scratcher. It is a head scratcher because they were so good for so long. Like they were literally like the team in college football for a very long period of time. And they fell off a cliff at some point and have not been able to get back even close to getting back. So weird. They have a nickname that doesn't even involve their mascot or team. I mean, when you, the word black shirt defense is Nebraska. Like you just say black shirts and it's like the dominant Nebraska nineties defenses, eighties and nineties defenses. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of crazy too that they were also battling University of Miami and they also fell off. Like so you wonder if coaching really does have to do that much because I I I've always wondered is is Dabo really gonna go to Bama when Saban retires very soon? Or does Bama just kind of struggle without saving under the helm? Yeah, great question. 
Great question. I, I, I'm torn on that one because part of me thinks Dabo is loyal to Clemson, but then even a bigger part of me says, nah, he'll go to Alabama. Yeah. Yep. That'll be something else. That'll dominate dominate the news story. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Speaking of Riola and Italians, I had a funny story for you. It's been hot in the news in the football streets with Tommy DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know what the hell happened uh, to my TikTok algorithm, but every other scroll and Instagram, it's infiltrated my entire social construct, is somehow just the most New York Italian algorithm of all time. <laughs> and I'm just getting like these fucking gabagools just in my feed. And we're talking recipes, we're talking characters, all this shit. And Multiple times it's come up, this sandwich called the chopped cheese. It's a New York sandwich that's, like, famous at the bodegas and everything. And it just looks so fucking good that I, today, I, like, went out and got the ingredients for it and made some chopped cheeses for myself. Oh, hell yeah. Tommy DeVito inspired me. And I also made some cutlets and shrimp scampi over the weekend for Sydney and I. So (laughs) I've just been the most Italian non-italian guy in the kitchen this entire week that's rich how uh how is the food incredible oh my god i uh i can't go down this Italian. i'm trying i already started a diet and i mean look at everyone in the sopranos if your favorite food is italian you're gonna be large it's just heavily breaded heavily oiled food there's no other choice. Very, very good. <laughs> Correct. Quite fattening. Big time. Big time. Yeah, so that's just, uh, yeah, I thought I thought you'd enjoy that because you right before we got on, you asked me what I had for dinner, and I said I wanted to save that story for to share with the masses. thought it was yeah. funny. Yeah, I love it. He, um, he uh, recorded a video with a famous <laughs> social media Italian that I yeah. cannot remember his name. Meals Meals by Chug. Is that his name? Yeah, were they top five rank? Okay, so you saw it. Oh, big time. <laughs> come I, on. I thoroughly enjoyed that video. Oh, yeah. Come on, cutlets, number one. Come on. <laughs> what is this? Shrimp, shrimp scampi, what is this? Just a fake Italian list? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> you know, it's You know what's penny with the vodka? The vodka sauce. <laughs> yeah, those guys, that dude is, I went down a huge rabbit hole of Meals by Chug. Oh, he's he's right up our alley, dude. He has a video with French Montana. He's just whipping up pasta. He's like, ah, you, you just did that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Why don't we do some football, huh? What does he say? He says, like, Nothing like a diet, like a diet, like a diet C. He calls like diet Coke something. It's like, <laughs> it just hits the spot. A diet C. A diet C for you. Yeah, Paul Majon. Yeah, everything about that is just that guy times 100 is what's been my feed, just to give you an idea. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk some ball. Let's talk some football. Okay. Uh, so start starting on Saturday, we will get into it. We have the uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which uh, 
starts at 10 a.m. Central Time on uh, Saturday. We got uh, Georgia State um, versus Ohio University. Um, Georgia State is a uh, three-and-a-half-point favorite, and uh, the over-under currently sits at 48-and-a-half, and and, uh, this game is being played in Myrtle Beach. Sure is. Man, 10 a.m. kick is insane. Uh, So, a few updates here. Uh, Injuries, leading rusher for Georgia Southern is out. Same with their um, starting linebacker, Isaac Walker. Uh, Transfer portal for the Bobcats, obviously big. Curtis Rourke, gone. Uh, Miles Cross, gone, starting wide receiver. And then Sia Bangura, their starting running back, gone. As well as their backup running back, O'Shawn Allison, gone. They already lost their uh, number one receiver to injury, Jacoby Jones. So they're going to be playing C.J. Harris, who we all know came in to that game to start off the year for San Diego State and just absolutely did nothing for us. Uh, this is going to be a tough one for the old the old Bobcats, but it's not like Georgia Southern is like some powerhouse. But they're definitely going to be fighting an uphill battle on offense. So I was very surprised to see this total. Uh, where it's at yeah so you're so you're leaning under based on based on all that yeah so there's one of two things this smells like a this smells like a action game like a just chaos to start off our bowl season uh, because the georgia southern quarterback even though they throw it one of the most in the entire country He's responsible for 24 turnovers this year, 16 picks, four or eight fumbles. Okay. Uh, so, uh, 48 and a half. The only thing that concerns me is a lot of plus territory starting position. That's really the only thing. But Ohio has stayed pretty stagnant, or I'm sorry, stingent on defense. So, yeah, I think our first play of the bowl season is a sleepy under an 11 a.m. local time kick for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I see here Georgia Southern has lost four games in a row, uh, whereas Ohio has won four out of their last five. And also worth mentioning, um, Georgia Southern, uh, five and six on the season. I'm not even sure how they're playing in this game, yet that they went five and six. Um, I, I guess. Can, I guess you can get into a bowl at five and six. Um, Ohio, eight and three. Ohio, six and five against the spread. Georgia Southern, four and seven against the spread this year. So just that alone, as long as Ohio didn't lose like a ton of linemen on both sides uh, due to the, you know, from the transfer portal, I would be inclined to take Ohio plus uh, three and a half if I had to pick a side. Yeah, but, I mean, them winning four out of five is a lot because of Curtis Rourke. I mean, he he is what stirred their drink. I mean, we saw how bad their offense was without him um, at times. Uh, I actually, I think whatever you just used, I think is just off by one week because I have Ohio at nine and three and Georgia Southern at six and six. Okay, my mistake. No, that's all right. Um so that's how Georgia Southern snuck in. There is one team in this entire uh, bowl that will cover. Uh, won't be this week. It'll, somehow they weren't the first 
that was a f- under 500 team, and that's fucking Minnesota, five and seven, somehow got in. Interesting. Uh, PJ, yeah. PJ Flack. Yeah. Rowing that boat to fraud, fraud city. Must, uh, be, must be the best. <laughs> yeah. So this will be nice to, uh, especially for us central, central guys. Just, you know, pour a coffee, maybe put a little Bailey's in it. You know, just put it a little bit, half unit, just to get your day going. And then we really open up to some better games in the afternoon. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. The next game is the New Orleans Bowl. This game is at 1.15 p.m. Central Time. So pretty much right after the first game. We got Jacksonville State, who's a three-point favorite against University of Louisiana Lafayette. Um, the over-under in this game is pretty high. Currently sits at 59 and a half. Yeah, that was startling. Seeing that uh, over at that uh, number. Uh, pretty hilarious. The only transfer portal as of today for Jacksonville State is the place kicker. So uh, they are missing their cornerback, Jabari Mack, hasn't played since week eight. He won't be back. And then their edge rusher, Jalen Swain, didn't play in the regular season finale, so look for him to possibly be out. Um, Louisiana just lost a starting linebacker, and then we'll have an offensive tackle out that played just about every snap for them. Other than that, looks like all their um, looks like all their big players are good to go. Uh, man, this is uh, this is tough. I mean, Louisiana likes to crank it up. Jacksonville State obviously is uh, top three in the country in uh, pace, so they are top three in plays per game. Uh, but I mean, is the magic for Rich Rod gonna run out when a team has you know fifty or I'm sorry, fifteen plus days to prepare for this team? We've got ninety nine percent of the spread money coming in on Jacksonville State, and you know me. I mean, I'm just an just like Tyreek this week. Ninety nine percent of the money was on. Is over, and it's just like the it's like a cardinal rule. If anything's over like ninety five percent, I'm gonna auto fade it, just because that's how things work in Vegas. It's I don't really need to dig into the stats to see that when all the public is on one side, you got to go the other way just blindly. So your so your play would be Lafayette plus three. That's right. That is right. Any thoughts on the over/under? Man, that just like I said, it's just sticking out. It sounds a tad high. Um, when we look at it, anything that you saw that you want to be comfortably on the over for one of the first bowl games that would have to be sixty points. We'd got to be thirty-one to twenty-nine to get us there. No, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Something seems something seems fishy about it. When you look at both these teams, pretty much similar in first half scoring. Um 
Louisiana has a little bit better consistency rating. So yeah, I mean, the more I the more I dig into this, I just I like the Raging Cajuns to get us get us home at plus three. Uh, and this is more of a home game for them, I would think, given the game is in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this isn't Jacksonville, Florida. It's in Alabama, but still, yeah. I mean, this will be their. I would expect them to travel pretty well, though, just because it is their first year in uh, FBS. They're eight and four, uh, and they got to a bowl in their first year, got around that loophole where if there's not enough bowl teams eligible, uh, those teams are able to qualify for a bowl. So could expect some, some, uh, some fire from that, but I, I would lean towards the under two unders right away and then the dog as well all right um the next game on the slate we got the mac champions okay miami of ohio taking on appalachian state that's that's a pretty decent game at least on paper i guess you'll get into any injuries or transfers, but we got Appalachian State as a six and a half point favorite. The over under is forty four and a half, and is this the Cure Bowl or just the Cure Bowl? I think it's just the Cure Cure Bowl. Where's that being played at? Uh, that is in Montgomery, right? No, no, Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida. All right, all right. Well, Mister Mack, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so as for injuries and transfers, so obviously Gabbard's been out with their stud quarterback, but their backup quarterback is in the transfer portal. So we'll have to see if he will play, but he's fucking terrible. Uh, I mean, Miami doesn't win a MAC championship if it's not for their stud defense. And then also their fucking kicker won the... Uh, the Groza Award. So, okay, that's yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, Nate Noel, uh, leading rusher for App State, is in the transfer portal, as well as a couple other players. Uh, most notably, Deshaun Davis, wide receiver. But the other players, uh, I don't know, were just role players. Uh, didn't really see that much time. So, uh, we're going to be on a third string quarterback for Miami and. Uh, a couple athletes out for App State. A lot, a lot of sharp money is coming in on App State with that number being under that key seven. Anything that stuck out to you that would make you want to bet this game? Yeah, your analysis would want me to take the under of 44 and a half, like you said. Miami of Ohio, their defense is legit. Mm-hmm. I watched I watched that entire MAC championship game against Toledo. Their defense is no joke, and um, you factor in Miami of Ohio likely playing a third string quarterback and Appalachian State, as you mentioned, their wide receiver, like they're in the transfer portal. And did you say running back as well? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So 
I don't see a lot of scoring happening in this game based on the nuggets that you just provided. So under 44 and a half, which is not a super low number, um, that would be that would be where where I would be thinking. Yeah, another uh, area I would look to go uh, because of that third string coming in, um, obviously in a, a bowl game, uh, this would be Miami of Ohio's most wins since Big Ben was there because this would get them to 12 wins. Um, so they're, they're probably going to want to do this for some, some history as well. But I would look at minus three App State first half. That would probably be a, a line that I would want to take. Uh, have this kid come out. He needs to kind of prove himself. I like minus three first half App State. Yeah, just assume, just going off the assumption that the third string quarterback might start off uh, slowly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Any uh, any other thoughts on the game? No, I like where your head's at with the under. Don't know if I will be able to actually pull the trigger on three straight unders to start our bowl season for my <laughs> betting card, but yeah. I do like where your head's at. I I also wouldn't bet the over in this game, so it would probably be under or nothing for me. The next game on the card is the New Mexico Bowl. We got. New Mexico State playing Fresno State. New Mexico State is a three and a half point favorite, and the over under is fifty one and a half. This game is at four forty five p.m. Central Time. You know this is um, this is an interesting game. You know New Mexico State. They were the team that beat Auburn. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. And then Fresno State. They, with, without even really looking, they appeared to me as a team who started off pretty hot out the gate and then faded as the season went on. Is that accurate? Yeah, uh, they did. Their quarterback was hurt for uh, multiple games in the middle of the season. But yeah, uh, they did have kind of a ebbs and flows type season. According to FanDuel, this is a good stat, New Mexico State, Went nine, three, and one against the spread this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're a hot team. Uh, obviously, ran into some trouble with Liberty in that bowl game or in that conference championship game, but they had to play at Liberty for the conference championship, travel all the way across the country. So, uh, whoever sets that up for that conference is a fucking moron. Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're right. Fresno State closed out with three straight losses. Uh, blown out by San Jose State. This just feels like these teams have already played each other four times. doesn't seem like Fresno and New Mexico <laughs> State are in the same conference. Yes, 100%. <laughs> is, uh, is New Mexico State's uh, quarterback okay? Didn't he have to come out of that game against Liberty? Yeah, you're right. So... Going on the trend of me covering all the injuries uh, from what I've seen. Uh, so his name's Diego Pavia. Uh, he is expected to play. Uh, they did lose uh, a wide receiver, Trent Hudson, who had 10 touchdowns on the year. And then all their other transfer portal guys are just um, like not, not going to affect the game at all. 
Uh, Fresno's backup quarterback is in the portal. Uh, he played when Keen was hurt. They lost their starting left tackle to injury earlier in the year, and then defensive tackle also um, probably going to be hurt and out of this game. And then Fresno State's coach, Jeff Tedford, is stepping away due to health concerns. So they have an assistant head coach, um, Tom Tim Skipper. He's going to be serving as the interim head coach for Fresno. Looks like sharp money is coming in on New Mexico State. Uh, and then sharp money on the under. Why don't we go just all under parlay? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd probably buy that hook to three just to be safe. It's going to be minus 125, and I'd ride New Mexico State as our first favorite pick um, of the card for myself. Sure. As long as Pavi is playing, which it says he is. Yeah, 100%. He has to play. Is uh, Ian back for Fresno State? Yeah. Yep. All right. I mean, based on what you just said, it sounds like both teams are going to have most of their main main dudes in the game. So I'd actually rather take the over in this game if Keen is playing and Pavia is playing. I think that'll be a that'll be a shootout type game. Yeah. It it is in New Mexico as well. So again, basically another home game. Uh, and this this fan base is pretty raucous, so uh I would expect a good a good turnout from this bowl. And we saw New Mexico State's defense what up a shit ton of points against Liberty. So it's not like they're coming into this game on top form uh, or playing in, you know, top form. So, yeah, the more that we talk about this game, the more I like the over, unless you're about to drop a bomb that, you know, Fresno State actually has like a top five defense in college football, and I don't know about it. No. No. They got Molly Wap by San Jose State. Uh, I mean – they haven't been letting up the most amount of points. I mean, they lost 25-17 in Week 10. Yeah, but, yeah, that New Mexico State uh, Conference Championship game against Liberty was one of the craziest things I've ever seen was, you know, they interview coaches on the sideline, like, mid-game. Yeah. And they would just come back, and both coaches were basically like, all right, yeah, we're not getting a stop. We have to either hold to three or just have the ball last. Like they were both just absolutely roasting their own defenses. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, I'd never really seen anything like it. But yeah, that I, I don't mind fading the sharps there and taking the over. Fifty one and a half ain't scaring me. No, me neither. That might be that might be my favorite play of the day on Saturday. Ooh. Okay. Anything else on that one? No. All right, moving on to the 6.30 p.m. Central Time. This is the uh, L.A. Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a good game. We got UCLA playing Boise State. UCLA is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under is 48-and-a-half. I got to imagine you're about to tell me that Boise State like lost a quarterback or something. Yeah, so uh, starting quarterback, Taylor Green, is in the transfer portal. Um, that's pretty much it for Boise. Uh, they did lose a good wide receiver back in week 10. He's not going to be able to go. And their other, other quarterback, Maddox Madsen, is out for the season. They do want to run the ball, though. So, um, 
they're going to kind of press to probably see different running looks. They have a true freshman or a walk-on that will start at quarterback. So it looks like it's going to be the true freshman. Um, their, their stud starting running back, Ashton uh, Genty, will play, did not opt out. Uh, and then obviously UCLA lost Dante Moore. Um, he pretty much became the starting quarterback midway through the season. Uh, lost wide receiver Cam Brown, but he hasn't played in a while. Uh, Carson Ryan, their tight ends, uh, they're going to be out without their starting safety, both two starting safeties. Uh, and then their edge rusher, uh, Laitu Latu, uh, Pac 12 Defensive Player of the Year, is an opt out. Uh, Ethan Garbers is available, likely, but he got hurt in week 13. That's their quarterback. And then uh, defensive coordinator is out, left for USC, and uh, QB coach. Carson Steele, our boy from Ball State transfer, the white running back with long hair, not at practice. Uh, We're recording on Wednesday, was not at practice today. Man, uh, I I know this has been a trend so far, but... With all of this fucking chaos, we got to go under, right? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And also, Boise. Boise, plus four and a half. Yeah, but a true freshman hasn't even played a game yet. But who's UCLA's quarterback? uh, Probably Ethan Garbers, who was battling with Dante Moore to start the season. I mean, I hear you, dude, but you just meant you just named like 10 losses for UCLA <laughs> for a team that had their Super Bowl against UC or against USC. Then they proceeded to lose to Cal 33 to 7. And the week before the USC game, they lost to Arizona State 17 to 7. I just don't see, I just don't see this team heading in a direction where you want to lay four and a half points against a Boise State team where, as you said, the quarterback is missing, but everyone else, based on your data from your research, is playing. And this team has won four games in a row. At this point, like you said, they want to run the ball. So it, it's deeper than the quarterback at this point. They, they, they're they just going to ground and pound this UCLA team all day long and should be able to play decent defense against them. I, I love Boise based on your – uh breakdown of that game yeah the only thing is that somehow like with their run attack strategy uh they are very uh up tempo and they've been putting some numbers up to close out the season uh i mean they started off terrible they started off three and four and then won uh, five of their last six including a conference championship uh, against unlv when they got in by the uh, buzzer but they put up in their last four games 44, 27, 45, and 42 by mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's my only concern when we you know, see all these injuries is that, uh, especially with Defensive Player of the Year not playing for UCLA, it's like 
we can't sleep on Boise just gashing them and getting points the easy way. That's just kind of big that's, plays. That's how I see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I see it similarly, and if UCLA, if they're missing their starter, I understand the backup was in competition with the starter. So what you're saying is that he, you know, he's not horrible. Um, but Boise money line, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind that. I like I like Boise money line, and I would actually lean over here. Our first overplay. The more I dove into it, um, forgot that they just kind of ended on a tear. Boise always shows out for bowls. We know that. Um, they, they travel extremely well, especially this is staying on the West Coast. Yeah, let's let's definitely ride Boise here. True freshman under the lights. Well, it would only be 4.30, and it's in a dome. So, <laughs> I like the pick. All right. Uh, final game for Saturday is 8.15 p.m. Central Time. It's the Independence Bowl. We got California, who I just mentioned, against Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a three-point favorite against Cal, and the over-under here is 57.5. Yeah. Uh, Man, two teams that were extremely Jekyll and Hyde all season. Let's see. Let's first go through our injuries and our transfer portal for everyone listening at home. For Texas Tech, obviously we mentioned top of the show, Tyler Show. Uh, their quarterback wasn't starting at the end of the year, but he did play a significant amount of time. He already transferred out to Louisville. Uh, they're starting wide receivers in the transfer portal, both of them. Miles Price, Jaron Bradley. Uh, and then backup running back, as well as uh, their starting left tackle, is also in the transfer portal. Uh, injury, he does expect their their normal starting QB, who ended the season, to be 100% healthy for the bowl game. Uh, their stud defensive tackle will not miss the bowl. Uh, so at least they have starters on defense, defensive tackle, safety, and defensive end uh, who didn't play in the finale but will play in the bowl. Uh, starting middle linebacker will not play, though. They want to preserve his red shirt. That rule, if you don't play more than four games, you can red shirt. Uh, and as for the Cal side, um, they are going to be missing... Uh, Samuel Jackson, not Samuel, the fifth, who started their last five games, uh, and then their backup quarterbacks also in the portal. Um, we have their starting linebacker, Caleb Elams Moore, and leading tackler out, uh, starting cornerback out, and then their starting linebacker, Jackson Simon, uh, lost for the season after week six. So, man. Going to have an inexperienced quarterback, Fernando Mendoza. Um, and then one of their leading wide receiver, Taj Davis, is just not with the program anymore. So this seems like a pretty brutal standalone game to end our, end our night. And this is actually in Shreveport, Louisiana. So we go from L.A. to L.A. the old-fashioned way. <laughs> um, man, that's... 
Hopefully there's an NBA game on because this game just doesn't excite me at all. Okay, thank God. (laughs) Cal won their last three games. Uh, Texas Tech won three of their last four. So two teams that kind of found a way to get it done towards the end. Uh, Texas Tech obviously got throttled by Texas in their finale where Arch Manning came in and threw a touchdown. But uh, Cal did beat UCLA, who we just talked about, 33-7. to Handled them pretty good, and that was at UCLA. They beat Washington State 42-39 at the buzzer. And then... uh, Beat Stanford. Yep, beats... Well, everyone's beating Stanford. but And uh, Texas Tech beat a couple teams that we really liked towards the end of the year. They beat Kansas, and they beat UCF. And it's two slugfests. So they know how to get dirty. (laughs) Dare we say that U-word again? Do we get under 58, even though I just named about every player out? Yeah, no kidding. Didn't you, you, you said that Texas Tech is missing their quarterback as well, right? Uh, not the guy that closed out the season. The guy that kind of started the season, Tyler Show, he transferred out. But the guy that's been playing, so played for UCF in Kansas, he is back. He's healthy. But Cal, but Cal is missing their top two quarterbacks. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can overthink this one. If, if, if that's the case, we've got to take Texas Tech. Have to take him. Yeah, 58% of the bets are on Cal, and 64% of the money is on Texas Tech. 62, or 60, or I'm sorry, 76. I'm dyslexic all of a sudden. 76% of the money is on the over 58 and we've got sharp notes, sharp money on the under. So that one might just be place an under bet and then go watch the NFL game. Yeah, Broncos-Lions, good one. Um, yeah, Texas Tech is the only way it can look, even though I, I really wanted to take Cal, but then you hit me with that truth bomb of what's going <laughs> on over there. So I, I would have to take Tech because – they have their quarterback who's been playing. I most important, you know, position on the field. So I would take tech in that one. Yep. Anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. Just right. Amon Ra Amon Ra over receptions that game. <laughs> so over six and a half is gonna be the play of the day for me. Since it is on Saturday, that counts. Did your Justin Fields rushing bet hit? Yeah. Because I know it started out super hot, and then he, like, stopped running. So I was curious if it hit. Yeah, yeah, it did. One of the only things that hit on Sunday. Mm. <laughs> Besides Jets Moneyline, baby. That's a good, that was a good bet. Yeah. All right. So for Monday, we got a standalone game. Buckle up, everybody. We got Western Kentucky against Old Dominion at 1.30 p.m. Central Time. That's right, 1.30 on a Monday in the afternoon. Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. We got Old Dominion as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under is 54-and-a-half. Do, uh, do you have any thoughts on this one? Yeah, first thought, we need a moment of silence because uh, although I said this is the bowl I'm – uh, one of the top four bowls I'm most looking forward to in our bowl preview episode last week, because like I told you, it's 
it's the official start of you're done with work until the new year when you've got a 2:30 p.m. bowl on monday you know it's you know it's basically just put that uh email signature on i'll i'll get back to you on the 3rd or the or the 2nd said enough silence no uh the moment of silence was actually for uh this is taking place in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, they just straight up took away the Bahamas Bowl from us. That uh, The Bahamas Bowl is now the famous Toastery Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, we don't get that, that track around that high school field in the Bahamas with about 260 people in attendance <laughs> to, uh, to really get the bowl season going. So moment of silence for the Bahamas Bowl. Gone too soon. All right. Yeah, indeed. And that was the game where what? It was um, Cooper Rush. Uh, yeah. The Central Michigan game. And that was against Western Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yep. So just that analysis alone, we got to take over 54 and a half if Western <laughs> Kentucky is in this game. Yeah, I mean, how the hell, how the hell don't you? take Western Kentucky um, covering a few injuries. So Western Kentucky's uh, two-time first team CUSA left guard transfer portal center transfer portal, right tackle transfer portal, mm-hmm. starting safety transfer portal, starting linebacker transfer portal. Uh, so, but there's a, from what I'm reading, um, some of these players could still play in the bowl. So keep an eye out there. They are, uh, they have a talented wide receiver in Malachi Corley. Uh, he's got NFL talent. Uh, he might opt out. And then uh, their quarterback, Austin Reed, could miss the bowl. So their backup quarterback is in the portal. So redshirt freshman might be starting that's just western kentucky old dominion has their starting wide receiver out uh backup wide receiver out and then their starting safety uh injuries star linebacker nation's leading tackler jason henderson will miss the bowl game for old dominion mm. so it looks like everyone else is good to go for the monarchs this is going to be one to monitor. Uh, I know we can, you know, give out some on the pod, but of course you want to uh, check in to our actual bet slips. If that entire O line is gone for Western Kentucky, uh, yeah, that's going to bode well for our over. And then uh, it just—it seems well, like. Oh, I mean, you don't think bode, so? No, it would bode. It would bode better for the under, in my opinion. If you got the defensive line blowing up the backup backup offensive lineman all game. Yeah, I was more of the thoughts of uh, a lot of plus field position we're going to be dealing with. And a lot of, uh, you know how the coaches like to save all their their squirrely plays for the bowl games. So if they just have pressure right away, I'd, I'd look for a lot of pop passes and weird weird plays coming out of the playbook. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we'll have to see what the final uh you know, report is in terms of who's playing and who's not, but it sounds like old dominion would be 
would would be the play here. Yeah, that's where the sharp money's at, Mayor. And uh, 75% of the bets are on the under. Uh, 93% of the money is on Old Dominion minus two and a half. Looks like a lot of people expecting those injuries to come through. It's that old money. Yeah, that's that old money. And then this, of course, at your favorite stadium, Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte. Shout out. Capacity 14,000. <laughs> Home of the Charlotte 49ers. Yeah. So that's going to be a nice one to just put on, bet Old Dominion, maybe bet pour, the over. Maybe pour a whiskey. Pour a whiskey, finish up your emails for the day, turn off your phone, or turn your phone on silent. You're not taking any incoming calls. And just watch some Monday bowl action. Just be happy we get Monday college football. That's a great way to look at it. Just just be happy. Stop complaining that the game is Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. And just be happy that it's a few days before Christmas and work is winding down and you have a football game to watch. You spoiled, spoiled sons of bitches. <laughs> well, and just look at it as like a JV game because we get an NFL Monday night game right after that because the game starts at you know 2.30 Central. 1.30 Central. Oh, it's 1.30. It is. Yeah. So there we go. So you get like a JV game before the varsity comes on the field. Before Jalen Hurts comes on the field. <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. And then our final game that we're going to talk about on this podcast is going to be the Frisco Bowl. We got UTSA against Marshall. This is a Tuesday game at 8 p.m. Central Time. University of Texas San Antonio is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite against Marshall, and the over-under is 52-and-a-half. That is, that is a big, big number for UTSA. So i got to imagine your boy, Frankie, is playing in this one. That oh, yeah, name? he is. Yeah, Frank Harris, our classic seventh-year senior. Um, yeah, I mean, their starting quarterback at Marshall is gone. Transfer portal. Uh, their center and guard outs transfer. Um, yeah, and not to mention, I, I didn't write the whole bowl name down. So this is the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. So just want to make sure that it Scooter's Coffee gets its gets its stew. It's a, another that'll be a classic name that you look back at the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. Remember um, Scooter Jeanette? Oh yeah. Scooter McDougal, Toledo legend, busted for money laundering and and point shaving. That is incredible. <laughs> uh, A AAC Defensive Player of the Year, Trey Moore for UTSA, is in the transfer portal. Man, we might get an opt-out from running back Rasheen Ali from Marshall, but, oh, man, this number is so big for a bowl game. Um you just almost just want to be on a on a side and not even mess with uh the the spread you want to be on an over under side uh i mean marshall itself has put up some stinkers this season i mean four games out of the last six they scored less than 10 oh that's not a good sign for the over but they've also they put up 41 on NC State, 24 on Virginia Tech, 
Uh, that Old Dominion team we just talked about, Marshall put up 41 there too. 35 wow. against Arkansas State. And then uh, Georgia Southern team we talked about versus um, Ohio that also likes to be up-tempo. They put up 38 there. So I think this is a really good overspot for us. And I think the only play that I would have is is Marshall plus 13 and a half, to be honest. Well, I would only I would pause on the over because of what you said about the quarterback being out. And then you said two offensive two starting offensive linemen are out as well for Marshall. Yes, that's right. And they've scored. 10 points or less, and what did you say? Four out of the last six games? Yeah, that's right. Or four out of the last seven. And then the other three games, they scored over 28. How so, bizarre. That's crazy. That is pretty crazy. I would lean that we're going to get bad Marshall if they're missing their quarterback and two offensive linemen versus good Marshall. So <laughs> I would I would rather have UTSA minus 12 and a half based on the facts that you just uh, laid out. Yeah, maybe this is a, a line that, all right, so we'll get it about 50 or let's see, 26 uh, and then six and a half. So UTSA's team total will probably be right around 32. Uh, are we? Do we think UTSA can get 35, five touchdowns? They could, dog, but then you look at Marshall, they might just score like six. Sure. Uh, but. They're outside the top 100 in stuff rate, in rushing success rate, uh, in defensive havoc, or defensive, or I'm sorry, offensive havoc allowed. Ooh, ooh, I don't know. Something's just speaking to me about this over, Mayor. Maybe just the team total over, but something's speaking to me on Tuesday night. The Holy Ghost has touched my soul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of recapping the bowl games. And uh, obviously, we'll have more to go over next week's. Probably some better games to talk about, if, uh, if I'm being honest. Um, what are we thinking in terms of our two-team uh, teaser? for this week yeah i've got i've got some lines that jump out to me uh i'll say them you go ahead and agree or disagree we'll work through this as a team how does that sound sounds great all right let's start from uh the beginning uh i like ohio plus 10 yeah i can i can rock with that okay uh and then we will stay right there on that plus side uh, Louisiana Lafayette plus nine and a half. Yeah. Okay. Miami of Ohio App State. Uh, I like the under 51. Give us six and a half extra points under. I like that. Okay. Good. Boise State plus 11. My favorite pick. Love it. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and then we will also go. Oh, should we? Yeah, it has to be the whole pod. We're just not going to do – should we only do Saturday plays or just the week, include the Monday-Tuesday games? We can include them. If you feel good about something, we can be patient. Yeah, I just – man, 
I uh, I really like that WKU ODU over. Get us down to forty eight. Over forty eight. Oh, and that's where and that's okay. where it loses. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> what what about, do I know? <laughs> what about New Mexico State Fresno over forty five? Yeah, I like that pick. Okay. Um, and then, hmm, and then we can either go UTSA minus six and a half or over 46. Hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd rather be on UTSA, but man, that would be, that would be a hell of a way to lose the teaser if, uh, we hit the first five legs on Saturday and then we're waiting until Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, why don't we just make it a five-leg teaser uh, instead of five fifty? I think that pays out plus four hundred. It's still not bad odds. Or we can just make a uh, a four-leg the mega teaser, the thirteen-point teaser, and we can just do it all on Saturday. How does that sound? Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, let's just do that instead. That'll give you minus one thirty odds on DraftKings. So Ohio plus 16 and a half. Uh, the Raging Cajuns plus 16. Uh, App State Miami of Ohio under 57 and a half. Or do you want to go App State plus seven? I'm fine with the under 57 and a half. Okay. And then Boise State plus 17 and a half. Yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would actually, I would vote to move our, our Raging Cajuns to New Mexico State Fresno over 38. Sure. Instead of just get rid of that Raging Cajuns. Yeah, I'm, uh, I will ride that with you. Let's go. Okay, everyone out there listening, write it down. This is our mega teaser, 13, 13 point spread. You can find it on DraftKings. Only four legs, Ohio plus 16 and a half, uh, App State, Miami of Ohio under 57 and a half, New Mexico State, Fresno over 38, and then Boise plus 17 and a half. Uh, as for personal bets that I have, uh, I will be on the Ohio Georgia Southern under. Uh, I will also be on the Raging Cajuns plus three and a half. Give me uh fresno plus three and a half or i'm sorry new mexico state minus three uh boise give me the money line and then i'll also be on uh the utsa team total over and then give me the western kentucky odu over as well great i will be on a same game parlay of new mexico state minus three with or sorry new mexico state minus two and a half with the over of 51 and a half that'll be a same game parlay that i'm on i will be on boise state money line why not and that <laughs> that is those are going to be my bets that i can say for sure i'll be locking in right now beautiful love it anything else nope i think we're seeing seeing the board clear we got through the uh, toughest week of the bowl season even more excited for next week. Well said.
Thanks, everyone, for giving us a listen. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Great. Bye.